there's this card, the Chase, um, I think it's the Premier. That's the one that I have. And it's not a 0% card. It's a pay in full card every single month. So right. I use this for my Google ads. It's a charge card. Yeah, basically. And usually my Google ads bill is 50,000. Yeah. Because now we're spending, you know, 15, $20,000 a day on YouTube ads. The max that you could get cash back is two and a half percent cash back. So every time I spend $500,000, I'm getting $25,000 cash back. Damn. And that's like enough to cover half of one of the bills yeah. that I get, which is super sweet. Welcome back to the show, guys. I'm your host as always, Sean Kelly. Got with me an amazing guest today who's going to teach you a lot about funding and credit. Super excited to have you, man. Andrew and Bessie, how's it going? Hey, it's going good. Thanks for having me, Sean. Yeah. So I found you, uh, I think on a, you run, you run ads, right? Facebook ads? I run mostly YouTube ads, YouTube but ads. yeah, I've been doing a little bit of Facebook, Instagram, trying to get involved in that. Yeah. Saw an ad. It was like, yo, I can get you 100K in funding. You don't have mm-hmm. to do anything, just have good credit. So can yeah. you talk to me about that? Because that's, that's <laughs> yeah. a hell of an offer. <laughs> yeah, it is a pretty hell of an offer, but <laughs> it's it's pretty much true. I mean, as long as you have a really good credit score, you could access business credit pretty fast. And mm-hmm. there are some banks out there that will give you $50,000 on a single credit card, 25000 I personally got $149,000 on a single that. credit card. I've never heard of a Chase card that high before. Yeah. Because well, Chase usually caps you at like you know, 25, 50, right? Yeah. You know, it's, um, it's all about knowing relationship managers, right? right? And I have a really good relationship manager, the max exposure that they're willing to give you, um, without having any bank statements, without having any tax returns, it's going to be 150,000. So we went and just requested 149, you know, that way we had like that extra one K that way (laughs) it wasn't just like the full request. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I have a really good relationship manager. Um, I was able to really make something happen with them. Yeah. And uh, that's also the bank that I use for my business. So I had a little bit of credibility nice. and authority there. So I was able to snag that yeah. 49000 They probably saw your balance and were like, all right, yeah. you can afford it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So going back to the having a good credit, when you say good credit, like what range would you need to start getting some funding? Yeah, typically at least a 670, but right now, um, at least until the end of the year, it's going to be like low 700s and above. Mm -hmm. So at least a 700 ideally. I would like to see like a 720, a 730, which if you're at a 700, it's not too difficult to get you up to like the 720, 730, because usually when we see that, they just simply have credit card debt or maybe they have one late payment or something like that. Right. And that's not like the end of the world and that's pretty easy to come back from. So as long as you have like a low 700 score, uh, you could start kind of breaking through to 50,000, but in the mid to high 700s and 800s is where you could start seeing the 100,000 plus approvals. Nice. And what, what are the interest rates on these? on this? Cash? Oh, well, we're getting people like the 0% offers. Wow. Which is what's obviously super attractive, especially for someone who's just starting a business or just starting an investment and they want to inject a lot of capital into their business to really get it to scale and they have enough money to pay the minimum payment, which mm-hmm. is typically 1% to 2% of the balance that they have open. Which is which, nothing. Which is basically nothing, right? <laughs> like if you have $100,000 of credit card debt, then you're going to be paying maybe $2,000 a month. month. That's nothing. Yeah, that's nothing compared to like what you could actually do with that $100,000, right? I feel like people are just starting to find out about this because there's more 
funding guys popping up on Instagram all yeah. the time, just telling you, oh, you can get fifty to one hundred fifty thousand dollars. I get it every day now. Yeah, I get it every day. Yeah, same. I get. I always see like a new guy. It's always a new guy. It's yeah. always a new guy. Yeah, but you know, the part that's really interesting is yeah, being able to pay one to two percent um, of the balance that you owe. And it gives you a lot of opportunity to really invest in like a mentorship, invest into marketing like mm -hmm. Google ads. Like when I started my business, when I wasn't making any money, I had like $20,000 of available credit. I was able to put that into the business with 0% interest rates, mm -hmm. right? So I just got to throw 20,000 in and it spat out like 70,000 in the month of March last year. And now we're doing around 1.2, 1.3 a month with the business and we're spending a lot more on advertising, but mm. I wouldn't have been able to get there if it weren't for having that credit available. In the right. Beginning. That's incredible. So basically you can, if you have over 700, you can get enough in funding to put a down payment on a house. Yeah. That as well. Yeah. I mean, even besides marketing, you could buy, you know, like a bunch of section eight properties yeah. with credit cards. And there's even ways where you could charge the credit card as a purchase. And then, you know, whoever, charges that payment through their payment processor when that person receives the money in their account they could wire it back to you and essentially avoid any of those 18 percent 20 percent cash advance fees that you would normally pay to pull cash out of the credit card wow yeah and then you also get the cash back bonuses and right. stuff like that so basically you kind of wash a liquidation percentage which is typically like five six percent yeah. I have someone who does it for 6% or 6.5% right now. Mm -hmm. But then when you factor in the welcome bonus, right? So you get like a Chase Inc. Unlimited, get $900 cash back mm -hmm. in the first $6,000 that you spend. Like right there, you're just, you're actually getting money back. Yeah, that's for, a lot. For just getting for only spending card. 6K. I mean, yeah. Yeah, you could run some ads or something and not even lose money on the 6K and then get free 900 on top of it. Yeah. 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 And if you know how to manipulate the credit card stuff, I mean, I've seen people go on their honeymoons all paid for just from credit card sign-up mm -hmm. bonuses for like a month. Yeah. Yeah, I've totally seen that too. I mean, when I got that $149,000 card now, it was very miraculous. Like not many people have like, this is probably like once a year my relationship manager will see this and I was the one who got it. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and um, there's this card, the Chase, um, I think it's the Premier. That's the one that I have. And it's not a 0% card. Um, but I pay, it's a pay in full card every single month. So right. I use this for my Google ads. So it's a charge card. Yeah, basically. Yeah. With a credit limit. Right. So 149,000, right. So I'll spend it on my Google ads and usually my Google ads bill is 50,000. Yeah. Cause now we're spending, you know, 15, $20,000 a day on YouTube ads. Yeah. So, you know, on $500,000, right. A month on mm -hmm. YouTube ads, right. That's the max that you could get cash back is two and a half percent cash back. So every time I spend $500,000, I'm getting $25,000 cash back. Damn. And that's like enough to cover half of one of the bills yeah. that I get, which is super sweet. That's incredible. Mm -hmm. So what do you think the best business credit cards are? That, obviously, that's one of them. but Yeah, that's going to be one of them. I mean, that's going to be a really good pay in full card. In terms of like 0%, um, I would look more toward like the U.S. bank offers, the mm -hmm. Umpqua offers, like the Elan financial offers for the 0% for 18 months. Yeah. It just depends on like how you want to use the card, mm -hmm. right? If you're going to spend a lot on advertising, the American Express Business Gold Card is a great card because the first $150,000 you spend on advertising, you're getting four times points. That's 600,000 points. Mm. That's enough for maybe like 
10 round trips to Las Vegas from wow. like Miami, right? 600,000, that's $6,000. You figure every round trip's maybe 500 bucks, yeah. right? I mean, that's a lot of points right there. Yeah. I use my points all the time to just fly out my team members to Miami. Bro, you probably have so many points. Yeah, I have like <laughs> millions of points at this point. I, I had a million on Amex <laughs> and I spent it so dumb on one vacation. Yeah. Yeah, I waited last minute, so it was super high, and I was like, why did I do that? Yeah. I could have flown like 20 times. Yeah, yeah. The, the right place, the right right time of the year, right? Yeah. So so the best way to spend points, you think, are on flights? It's just It just depends on what you want to use the points for, right? I think flights are a great way to use points, but there's also a lot of partnerships that the credit card companies make with different companies mm-hmm. where you could actually, you know, I, I definitely use my credit card points even as well to buy Christmas presents I find it a really nice. good idea and a really good way because they're partnered with all these really nice companies. Like one year I got my family a bunch of Ray-Bans, right? Yeah. Because um, I saw that uh, American Express was partnered with Ray-Ban and they're offering like this coupon. Mm. And it just gives me ideas of how can I buy Christmas presents for people? There's just, Smart. yeah, there's just, yeah. So, yeah, you know, like instead of just Google searching or chat GBT nowadays, <laughs> right? You can, um, you could even just scroll through your, credit card offers and see what you could get people yeah that's cool um so in terms of like funding what's the most you've seen someone get in funding you know this is a really awesome uh, point that you bring up because when i was like a one-man team i was able to get this one person two hundred twenty-eight thousand dollars. damn but in like less than a month on a brand new llc wow like this guy just opened it maybe like june 1st and by june 21st he had two hundred twenty-eight thousand dollars. at zero percent at zero percent which is sweet that's crazy that guy had like a higher 700 score he lived in a really good place but then what i found like really cool was that when i expanded my team and when i went from like three people including myself to around 40 people on my team now i have 10 funding supervisors getting people funding wow and just the other week um i heard someone get around 350,000 something like that all zero percent and I think that was also on a brand new business holy crap yeah so I mean regardless of what you know the the news or people might be saying online about credit being hard to access we haven't really seen like a lot of resistance inside my funding company where we're enrolling 200 people a month yeah and we're able to service all those people obviously because we have a big team and everyone has the process down but the only things that we've seen pushback on are just the people who have like the higher 600 scores are not people who would necessarily get it right now. But give it to like the end of this year. Um, yeah. My relationship managers are expecting that sometime early next year is when the restrictions will kind of lighten up again. Right. It makes sense. I mean, we're in a borderline recession, right? They're being yeah. a little cautious. Mm-hmm. Um can you just apply for like 50 credit cards a day or is there a system in place that prevents that? That's a really good question. So each bank is going to like expose like as much as they can to an individual at a certain time. Now, um, that's like the one thing to kind of play with. The way I've seen it is that at first when you're just trying to get into these banks for mm-hmm. the first time is they're going to more so evaluate you based on your standing amongst all the other banks. Right. right? And that how do they do that? With your credit score. Mm-hmm. right? But then once you get in, they start looking at your relationship specifically with them. Mm. And they'll start opening up exposure to you as you're making money, as you're developing a relationship with them. right? So maybe someone gets approved for $10,000 with Chase. Yeah. Right? But then if they give themselves you know, three to six months to develop a relationship, they're going to 
look a little bit less at their credit report and more at their good standing with Chase, mm. right? How did how does the customer value their relationship with Chase? Do they use the credit card? Do they not use the credit card, right? Because if they don't use the credit card, why would they feel comfortable exposing more credit to this guy who doesn't use right. his credit card? So it's all a little bit of a game. Yeah, you got to figure it out. Yeah, you got to figure sense, it out. That makes sense because um, I got denied for the Wells Fargo credit card at first, but then I opened a banking account with them. Mm-hmm. Now they're mailing me offers for their credit cards. Yeah. You know what I yeah, mean? they're more of a relationship bank for sure. Yeah. And, um, you know, like in terms of like applying for like 50 credit cards at once, right? Like you could apply for maybe, I would say it just depends on how you do it, yeah. right? Like the typical philosophy is really just going from the stricter places to the least stricter places, mm-hmm. right? So you want to, so Wells Fargo is a strict place, right? Right. They, they typically want you to have a relationship with them. They want you to have mid to high 700 scores as opposed to some other banks out there. Um, that may look for just like that borderline 700 credit score, right? Mm-hmm. And um, those are the ones who will care less about the inquiries. We typically do about three to four inquiries per credit bureau yeah. in a given time. And that will typically get someone like 50 to 150,000 just depending on their score. Right. And if they're you know engaged in the process, they're doing it the right way, um, they're implementing the best strategy with each bank, mm-hmm. right, which is super important, right? Like, is it better to do the algorithm? Is it better to do a relationship manager? Is it better to just walk in? Like, what's the best way to approach each bank? Yeah. Because if you approach the bank the best way each way, then that's what's going to maximize the amount of approvals that you can get. Exactly. And your team knows how to do that. So it's good mm-hmm. to go through someone experience. Because I didn't even know Wells Fargo was strict. If I had known that, I wouldn't have applied mm-hmm. and it messed up my credit score. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, so we've done like a lot of the the trial and error. We've done I've done this with thousands of people at this yeah. point over the past year and a half. I mean, yes. I've done it with like a couple dozen before that, right. like before I started my program. But now, um, obviously, doing it every day for people, like we're always up to date, seeing kind of what's going on. Like if someone kind of stri- gets a little bit strict, mm-hmm. if someone kind of opens up a little bit more. So absolutely, yeah. You got the black card yet? No, I wish. That'd be cool. Yeah. What do you need to do to get the black card? Gotta make a lot of money. Yeah. It's <laughs> Just, based off your income. Yeah, it's gonna be based off your income. Interesting. Yeah. Gotta make I, a lot of money. Gotta spend a lot of money. Yeah. yeah. I've heard mixed things. So I've heard with the MX business black card, I think you need to spend two fifty a month. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, that's definitely one of the requirements for sure. Um, yeah. I haven't looked for an invitation just because, honestly, like the rewards that you get on it, it's. I think it's more of just a flex. For sure. I think I could get a return on investment by investing in one. Yeah, you would definitely. flashing it yeah. on social media, stuff like that. Yeah, you definitely would. But <laughs> yeah. most people probably wouldn't. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, you get, I think, one and a half times points on yes. your purchases. It's it's not as good as my Chase card that I have. Right. right? I'm going to use my Chase card every day, and I'm just going to flex my black yeah. card. What about the Chase Palladium? Do they still make those? No, I haven't. Actually, I haven't heard of that. Okay. Maybe the premi- the Premier or the there's another one. They might have renamed it to Premier. I remember Chase had like a really exclusive invite only card. Oh, really? It might be the Premier, but I'm not sure. Yeah, actually, yeah, I'm actually not 100% sure on that. Okay. But now I'm curious. Yeah, you would probably qualify. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll have to ask my relationship manager. Yeah. So you built a sizable business at 25 years old, doing over $10 million a year. I mean, that's incredible. What was it like scaling that? Was it all like a super quick growth or was it, how long have you been running the company? 
you know, so um, I had some really good um, experience before I started, mm-hmm. which um, which I'm really grateful for. I had a, a friend and a mentor who taught me sales. His name is Dylan Cadulo, mm. and he taught me really a lot about sales. He, I got to work inside of his business, really understand how an org chart works, mm-hmm. right? Like different divisions of each company, right? And uh, how to function with all the other divisions. So. Um, I got a really good understanding of that before I started my program because when I started my program, I had that in mind um, so that way I'd be prepared in the future to scale, right? So I had the product, right? I had the sales, I had the marketing. I kind of had everything laid out, mapped out. And at first, um, and this is where um, where I started to scale and like I noticed that he would have some trouble scaling in the beginning. Right. And we were both running into the same problem on how to hire people, how to scale, and how to actually delegate work to other people mm-hmm. and doing it at a rapid pace, right? So probably the biggest tip that I could give to someone in terms of just scaling a business, how to go from making it just like a one-man operation where you're maybe making $50,000 a month, mm-hmm. um, really just maximizing your own work to making it like a eight-figure business is going to be hire a hiring manager. Mm. Show someone... Um, specifically a hiring manager, how to find really good uh, potential candidates for jobs and show them how to look for red flags, show them what we're looking for. I mean, at the end of the day, really you want people who are coachable, they're mm-hmm. willing to learn, they're super committed, um, and they're really focused on actually doing a good job and contributing to a company. Right. And they at least have some skills to get started. Um, ideally they have some skills, right? But, um, it's also good when they don't have a lot of skills because as long as they have good communication, that's definitely a plus, but there's definitely red flags that you look for. You got to make sure they're not out there to just simply take what you got and go restart it themselves. That's probably common in your space. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know, like when we get closers, for example, right? Like if the closer wants just like a three month gig and then they want to go start their own thing and maybe it's like a different idea, we're just going to turn them down. Right. Like even if they're a stud, like it's just not worth it because they're not really going to be there for the long term. We want guys that are going to ride or die with Mm. us. Right. So I was fortunate that my one of my best friends, Paul, who I went to college with, um, he actually got started with me like when I was just building everything out. He was one of the original three. It was me, my my brother, Joe and Paul. Mm. And I asked Paul, like, hey, um, you have like a lot of great admin uh, executive qualities. Like, would you want to you know, be in charge of this division? And he said yes. And then, you know, from there, I hired the first few people. And then he just went and hired like the rest, right? I kind of gave him everything that I knew and then pushed it to him. And then he just took, you know, and that's the quality of a really good executive too, right? Especially when you start developing that middle management is that you're going to be able to give them, you know, everything that you can provide to them so that they can do the job. Mm -hmm. But a great executive is actually going to love their position and they're going to really eat, sleep and crave it every single day and find ways to make it better and mm. find ways to expand it themselves. And that's the kind of person that you want to be an executive, the leader of a division. Right. Because if it's someone else who's not really going to care, you're always going to probably find yourself dipping in there to try and figure it out. And you're going to want to know how it works, especially if you're going to run a business of that size. Yeah. Right. But that was definitely something very um, important that we had to learn early on. And it was something that I fumbled with for maybe the first you know, from March to around December or January, mm-hmm. 
you know, it was something I had to figure out. Um, and I would hire people and then they wouldn't work out and hire people. And then just one day it finally clicked and we started, we got one guy and then we got another guy and then yeah. another person. And then we had a team of 10 and then we had a team of 20 and then we had a team of 40 and it happened yeah. so fast. Right? Are they all in Miami or remote? No, they're all, most of them are remote, but oh. a lot of them want to move to Miami. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like sponsoring a couple of, you know, out of the country people, like some Canadians, oh, some nice. Canadians want to move to Miami. Yeah. <laughs> so giving them that sponsorship. Right. But um, but yeah, no, in like October last year, we were doing like 50,000 a month. And then come, you know, March, we did something like 1.2, 1.3. And we've kind of just stabilized there for a little bit because I've pretty much maxed out the YouTube ads. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, at, like if I put more money in, like it's not necessarily going to make me more money. Yeah. It's kind of gotten to that point. You'll have to scale on other platforms have now. Have you tried TikTok and Facebook? Yeah, yeah. See, now that's what I'm trying to figure out. I had a right. really solid YouTube ads mentor. And yeah. a really solid guy who taught me. And um, I'm like his top success story right now. But nice. um, I was very fortunate to have that. And I always had like a knack for YouTube ads. I always found them kind of funny. Yeah. And um, I always found them very attractive. And I've purchased things through YouTube ads. So yeah. I felt like that was the thing that really attracted my attention to like the right kind of first initial marketing pool for me was the YouTube ads. It's yeah. a blue ocean still. It is. Like there's no like I see so many people running ads on Instagram and Facebook, but I'm like dominating YouTube. <laughs> like I don't even know where like I don't know why people aren't doing it. I yeah. find it easier than Facebook and Instagram ads. For sure. Yeah. For sure. YouTube's pretty steady. It's not gonna be like Facebook is so like all over the place sometimes. And yeah. There's so many updates. Yeah. It's crazy. But I mean I think it could work for you. It's definitely worth testing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm looking into some guys. If you know some guys, I would love to hear yeah. about them afterwards. For TikTok, I'd say Maxwell Finn or maybe Cole Gordon. I could put you in touch with them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I got to go into one of your your purchases that caught my eye. You bought a yacht. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you do that? Yeah, it's definitely a business investment, but it's definitely something that I want too, yeah. right? And uh, life's too short to not have what you want, mm. right? And that was definitely something I told myself early on when I got started, when I was doing DoorDash, making two to $3,000 a month three years ago, you know, is that life is too short to not have what you want. Mm. And, um, you know, there's no reason why you should just settle for less, right? So when I got started, a yacht was definitely not the first thing on my mind, mm -hmm. but it eventually became something that, oh, wow, like I'm going to buy a yacht. So kind of what happened was I moved to Miami um, about five months ago. And when I moved there, I had no intention or no thought of buying a yacht. Mm -hmm. All that happened was I was um, going on some boat charters with my team, my family, right? Something fun to do in Miami, right? Like there might be like a lot of fun things to do here in Las Vegas, right? You go on the strip. You go fancy dinners, you go maybe the Strat or the maybe shows. You go the shows, yeah. Circus de LA, New York, New York. There's a lot of fun stuff to do here, right? But in Miami, one of the popular things to do is to go on a boat, mm -hmm. go through the Miami Bay and enjoy time on like a yacht or go jet skiing, stuff like that. Because yeah. the water's warm, it's beautiful, right? And so I was on a couple of boat charters and I have a friend, his name's Clint. He does uh, Lux Miami anyone who's curious about, you know, potential like luxury rentals mm -hmm. and things like that. And I asked him, Hey man, like, what does it look like to be an investor with you? If I bought a yacht, 
what would that look like? And so he kind of broke down like how much money he makes per month um, with each yacht and how much money I would make. Mm. And it just made a lot of sense. And then I was asking my accountant about it and you could do straight line depreciation on a yacht, just like how you would do depreciation with real estate. Mm. So that was very attractive too, because I started making a lot of money. I'm like, oh, wow, well, yeah. I'm going to have to invest into something. So that way I don't have to pay a lot on taxes, right? right I might right. as well keep the money in like an asset as opposed to giving it to the government, right? 100%. So so that was definitely like starting to drive me toward the yacht. Plus the the sexy aspect of how cool would it be to yeah. own a yacht it's a big in Miami. Flex for sure. Yeah, that's sweet. <laughs> so yeah, so then I started going through the process of we started looking for boats. We looked through like twenty boats wow. and then we landed on a twenty nineteen seventy two foot azimuth. Damn. How many people can it fit? Oh, I could probably fit at least like comfortably or just like packed. Oh, uh, let's like say both. Both, yeah. Both, like comfortably, probably like 30, 40 people. Okay. And like packed, oh, it could probably fit like 100. <laughs> yeah, but you, it would be squished. Like yeah, everyone yeah. would be on the flybridge. Everyone would be inside on the front in the staterooms. Yeah, I wouldn't like that. I'd like the 30 person. Yeah, line. yeah. That's what, so that's what I'm looking to do. I'm looking to have like a mastermind on my yacht oh, every single month. Yeah. Right. And like fly people out to Miami, right? And say, oh, you want to learn how I grew an eight figure business? In right. A year, well, you bro. can. Yeah, in a year. Crazy. Right? Yeah, you want to learn how I ran, um, how I did it, you know, come out on the yacht and we're going to do an in-person mastermind, right? Day one, we'll do mostly mindset stuff. And then day two, we'll really get into the business stuff and it'll be an awesome two-day mastermind. So mm -hmm. we're going to limit it maybe to around 10, 15, 20 people uh, per charter mm -hmm. or per, um, you know, um, whatever, what's it called? Like per mastermind on yeah. the yacht. But, you know, that's going to be one venture with it. And then chartering it every weekend to people who want to charter it and yeah. all together i'm making a great return on investment just by owning a yacht right right so crazy dude so what what were you like two three years ago doing doordash because i'm super impressed with like your intelligence like did you have this knowledge back then and you just weren't acting on it oh man that is a great question no to be honest um no one in my family was entrepreneurs um, I kind of had to figure it out by myself and um, I had like some friends dads who who did stuff but I never really asked them um, they like really what kind of happened was I was doing DoorDash and I was like this is definitely not going to be the rest of my life and mm. I always wanted to have like my own thing um, whether it was a business one of my things I really wanted to be was a music producer mm. so it was always like envious of those guys like especially a lot of the Las Vegas DJs like right. those are people I wanted to be like right and they have their own business Mm -hmm. more so attracted to i want to do my own thing i don't want to be dependent on someone else i don't want to do someone else's gig yeah i want to do my own gig right so um so i turned to the internet and i had taken some courses online before like i did a music production program um this guy Hyperbits. um mm -hmm. he has like a really solid program but like and that kind of warmed me up to buying stuff online because i knew it was like legit right i knew it wasn't necessarily like a scam and you know i was figuring out in the the beginning like you know and i had to learn the hard way right because no one told me in the beginning that i need a mentor mm. right and that's what i was missing for the first maybe five courses i purchased i just dumped like 10 g's like Damn. right out the window trying to figure out e-commerce or all these other different business models and then i bumped into someone in a facebook group because i was messaging people in the facebook groups like how are you successful how are you successful like oh, what wow. did you do what did you do I connected with one guy who knew another guy, which was the guy Dylan Cadulo, right? Mm -hmm. And um, 
And that's when I started learning high ticket sales. Mm. And that's when I started learning how to do closing, how to do sales, because I was always disinterested in sales my entire life. I never had confidence mm. in communicating or anything like that. And um, getting to know Dylan and getting to work with him, um, you know, really kind of opened things up. I Just something about selling my own products, my own ideas online caught my attention right. as opposed to going door knocking or, you know, yeah, or yeah, things yeah. like that, right? So then I got a lot more attracted to the idea of starting an online business and um, like communicating with people online. And, mm -hmm. and then, you know, fortunately, I just met some good people who knew a lot of these things about an organizational chart. And these weren't things I learned in college or, Hell no. <laughs> you know, or people in my friend group back home, you know, yeah. like this is all stuff I had to kind of venture out and figure out on my own. Nice. So what a story, man. I mean, you're growing so quick. It's incredible to see. And I really like the business model because it's cash flow heavy. The networking is probably amazing because you're helping out people. You know, that's the really cool part about the business that I think a lot of people are normally looking for, like, especially in like this space, right? Like whether it's like credit or like make money online or business opportunities is that people are always looking for something, right? And there's all these options, mm -hmm. right? Like, oh, here's this like real estate guy. Here's this trading guy. Here's this e-com guy. Here's this trucking guy, right? right? And there's, you know, there's so many different industries, right? But the cool thing about having a funding business is that we attract all of those people. Right. And we take tens of thousands of calls every single year. Right. And we're talking to hundreds of people every single day. Mm -hmm. So we know like what people are doing. We're learning like what they're doing, if it works, if it doesn't work. Right. And it allows us to really build this really solid group mm. of things that are already working for other people so that others can avoid just doing trial and error by themselves. Right. right? They kind of have the and it's very unique about the group because you can't say that about all those other groups I just mentioned. Mm -hmm. Right. Because we just naturally attract that through a funding program. We have people in real estate. We have people in trading. We have people doing all these things that just needed funding to really inject into their business or their investment. Like I nice. had a guy last year, he he was um, brand new to commercial real estate, just bought his first property, and he just sent me a text like two weeks ago. He said, Andrew, thank you so much for helping me get credit. I got him like $100,000. Yeah. And he was like, thank you so much for helping me because since I met you, the value of my property was $500,000, and now it's $1.8 million. What? And this is his first commercial real estate property. Yeah. And what was really cool about that was that there were dozens of real estate people online, but he gave me the mentor that taught him how to do commercial real estate. And so that's what makes it super attractive because we get people like that every single day. Yeah. And that's just one of many stories that I can share about people actually like say if someone doesn't know what to use the funding for, right. they could still sign up with us and get the funding and then we could point them towards something like that mm. that already worked for someone. Smart. So that's kind of like, the uh, that's really like what people need the funding for anyway because what good is the funding if you don't have anything to use it for? Yeah. Well, we have a ton of people using it for different things and that's what makes... I think our program like a lot more attractive than the other like funding guys out I there. I love that. Yeah, you, you should know? start building like a community, have some meetups and masterminds with all exactly. these people. Yep, man. the yacht. That's like the <laughs> on the yacht, yeah. Yeah. It all comes full circle. Yeah. Well, dude, it's been a pleasure. Anything you want to close off with or promote? Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you for the time, of course. Yeah. And if anyone wants to connect with me on social media, I'm just at Andrew and Bessie on Instagram. Um, if you want to connect with me on YouTube, I'm also at Andrew and Bessie. And you can check out bogroup.com. It's B-O-G-E group.com. 
And you can check us out there. And everything that we, we mentioned here is on there as well. But I appreciate you having me, Sean. Yeah, I'll put the link in the description. Thanks for coming on, man. Thanks for watching, guys. Great episode. I can't wait to do some funding for myself. I'll see you guys next time.